0: Karma Productions Worldwide in association with NMD Plus Productions in London and the William Mills Agency presents Bankadelic from Money 2020, a series of special podcast episodes that feature interviews with some of the people who are making the financial services world and fintech rock. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, and join us for the conversations that took place at one of the premier financial services conventions in all the world. Thanks for tuning into Bankadelic, but it is not just another episode of Bankadelic. It is Bankadelic recording at Money 2020 in Las Vegas. And we're going to be doing a series of podcasts from the conference and trying to get those out to you, the listeners, as quickly as possible so you can get a sense of what's going on what they're talking about, what is new in the world of FinTech and finance, and to kick things off. Wow, here he is. He came in all the way from San Francisco. We're delighted to have Mark Ryan with us. Mark is the Chief Analytics Officer at Finlytics AI. And a little bit about Mark. He co-founded Extractable in 1999 and has served various client service roles since inception. Mark has overseen and taken part in the launch of more than 100 100 web initiatives for companies such as Visa, Schools First, FCU, TCF Bank, PayPal, Bank of Montreal, and Charles Schwab. And you may be wondering what Finalytics is all about. Well, let me tell you, Finalytics AI is the first data-driven journey orchestration platform purpose built for community financial institutions. Using proprietary AI to enrich the data that matters most to financial organizations, Finalytics AI drives more meaningful one-to-one digital experiences across the entire funnel from search, convert, to deepen. Mark, welcome to Bankadelic.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here.
0: Fantastic to be here. I'll tell you, a very windy night last night in Las Vegas. I thought it was going to just put a sail up, stand out in the street, and it would whisk me right to the Venetian. We, we heard multiple people say that that was
1: uh, when they flew in, it was the most turbulence that they've ever seen in their life.
0: Yeah, it's remarkable. Now, speaking of turbulence, there's a lot of turbulence going on in the economy right now. I don't know if that's going to be a point of discussion here, but it certainly changes the context, or maybe it's going to be a world of fintech unto itself. What do you expect to hear and see at the conference that might be different? This is your third, correct? Yep. So every year something changes. Maybe it's a big change this year. Maybe there are gonna be incremental changes. What do you expect to see or what are you looking forward to?
1: Yeah, last year was definitely a, a unique year in all of the, the talk of, of COVID. This year, um, you know, it's interesting, it's the largest crowd that they've ever had, over 11,000 people. Uh, when you mentioned the economy, I certainly hope they're talking about that because it's you know when we're out there and we're talking to banks and credit unions and fintechs, uh, we're now at the point where everybody's talking about their budget for next year. and everyone's trying to forecast this this uh, recession, which is funny because it'll probably be the most talked about recession before it happens that I've ever seen in my life. And so I certainly hope they talk about it, because they're all thinking about it right now as they're planning their budget. And they're trying to decide, you know, is it going to hit how much risk should they be anticipating for the next year? And uh, I don't think anybody fully knows.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I wish I had the crystal ball. I think all of us do. And in this particular case, it's sort of the flip side of COVID. When COVID hit, nobody knew what to expect how would financial services handle it it was an absolute miracle in terms of the tech acceleration i've heard that for that one year of the pandemic that first year we accelerated seven years in technology but this is very different i don't know what's going to happen so i'll have to keep an ear out but there is one corner of the world that you know very very well among many and that's credit unions and Maybe you can tell us a little bit, A, about the work that Finalytics does there, and B, what some of the challenges you feel the credit unions are facing right now that you're trying to help out with.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have worked with quite a few credit unions. I, I sat down and counted the other day, and I think I'm just shy of 40 credit unions across three countries Whoa. that I've worked with. It's, it's an area, and, and I'm actually, um, it's a, a little bit of a passionate area for me. I was kind of raised in a very pro-credit union family. And, uh, Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, some of the challenges, a, a lot of times if you go out and you talk to credit unions and you ask them what's their, their, their secret recipe, how they compete, they'll talk to you about customer service, member service. They'll, and if you ask them to elaborate on it, they'll start to tell you stories. And usually these stories center around some great service events that happen in a branch or in their call center, in the contact center. You know, now we're at this point, and it's an interesting point for the credit union industry, and, and banks are in the same place, that, in um, 2021, 2022, 2023, the industry has pivoted to a point where over 50% of the product applications happen online. You know, ri- rewind the clock 10, 20 years ago, and that recipe of having good service in the branch was really important because people went into the branch. Now that the majority of product applications are happening online, they need to have that secret recipe online. And um, I think almost every credit union out there and banks in the same spot haven't quite figured out how you deliver exceptional service on the digital channel.
0: That's the key, isn't it? And credit unions excel, absolutely excel in terms of the service they deliver so often in person. It's not so much that the world within the credit unions is changing. It's everything around the credit unions, everything around financial services. I am curious because I really wouldn't know the answer to this, even in a general sense. How can AI help the credit unions in their mission? And I'm guessing that's really what drives a lot of the work that you do.
1: Yeah, I mean, for us, the very first step is just being relevant to the visitor. You know, if, if you go to one of the credit union or bank sites where you have an account, I'm sure you find that it's they're showing you the same banner every time that you visit, and it's the same for everybody else. Everybody else is visiting the same credit union that you're visiting seeing the same <laughs> banner. And a lot of times they're doing things like promoting a product that you already have. And so immediately when they're sort of starting that first step of the relationship, it's already sort of irrelevant marketing, you know, salesy type messaging. And, you know, so if you're trying to develop this reputation of service and, and support, that's not a good first step. You know, you want to show them something that's relevant to them. And you want to show them uh, messaging that is the type of messaging that resonates with them. You know, and so we really think that's the first step. The the next step is, as somebody starts to interact with your credit union or your bank on the digital channel, you know, listen to the behaviors and steps that they're doing. As they are looking at content, scrolling around your site, clicking on different links, using things like calculators and search. And the site needs to dynamically be learning from those visitor actions. Uh, And and today, you know, there's 10,000 banks and credit unions. Almost none of them learn from these interactions. It's the same site no matter what you do. Uh, with Finalytics, we we remedy that by having a tag-based solution that is listening to all these events, and it's dynamically changing elements on the site. Uh, things like the primary navigation or promotional cards are all changing based on the actions that somebody is performing. And with that, we're able to start to learn behaviors and do financial education, financial service and support-type messaging relevant to them. If somebody's looking for auto loans, we want to start to offer them up content on a You know, it's better to buy or lease a new car. If somebody has just completed a mortgage application, we want to start to get FAQs in front of them that are relevant to where they are in their journey. Uh, So really, you know, looking at the journey of a member, anticipating the steps and the needs that they have, and don't do it in a salesy way. Do it in a support way. We want to keep them informed. We want to make sure the functions are easy for them and drive that through personalization.
0: That is really phenomenal. It also sounds like, in a sense, that's moving more towards a real-time conversation as opposed to the static presentation of, these are our products, these are our services. How can we help you today? You're absolutely right. And it's, uh, and it's
1: funny, today it's, uh, the sites sort of expect the visitors to figure it out. They're not explaining it to them and, and because that's difficult. If you're, um, you know, if you're a financial institution, you have 100,000, 500,000, a million uh, members, customers, how do you make one digital channel that explains it to all of them? And, and that's where, you know, we're big believers that um, artificial intelligence, machine learning comes into play a lot of the algorithm helps to speak to every single one of those hundreds of thousands of people in a very individualized manner. And uh, you know, then on then it's on the, the shoulders of the credit union or the bank to start to be able to develop all of that copy to feed the algorithms. But then all of a sudden it comes, somebody comes to the site and even though the financial institution has never seen this person before. We know nothing about them. They're anonymous. They've been on the site for one second. The algorithm is telling us like, this is the type of content that they want to see. These are the products and support that they need and get that to
0: them. Isn't that really amazing in terms of the common sense? Because I think on the one hand, we've had this model in financial services that says, we have products and we need to sell people things, where on the other hand, we all need things financially, and if we were just more known, if we were understood better, there wouldn't have to be this hardcore sales pitch. We would be providing services, things people really need, and that's one of the reasons that I love credit unions, too, because it's really about that personal knowledge, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, um, it's interesting when you look at marketing in, for credit unions and banks— on a typical website, they have about a 1% conversion rate. 1% of the sessions turn into a completed application. When you look at their advertising campaigns, it's a little bit better. You know, it's 5%, maybe 7% is a great campaign. But that means over 90% of the time, they put the content either from the wrong person at the wrong time or just something that didn't resonate. And, uh, you know, I think it's because of that sort of not listening to, to the analytics to drive that personalization that we see those really poor conversion rates. Yeah. When, um, When we see a credit union or bank use personalization to start to drive messaging, and it's personalized messaging, the amount of people that click through on that messaging goes up by 300%. people that convert into product application goes up by 300%. So it's definitely demonstrating if you make the experience relevant, and it's not sort of this sort of blind messaging of everybody seems
0: the same message. It works. People are starting to click and get more interested. Relevance. And speaking of relevance, it would be one thing... certainly it would still be positive if you and I were talking about this and just talking but there is walk to the talk and I hope I'm not putting you on the spot you had a recent partnership with visions federal credit union and that seems to be a really wonderful real-time study here that illustrates the things you're talking about if you can take us under the hood with that what happened and what kind of results did you see
1: yeah yeah Uh Visions Credit Union, they're, they're traditionally a uh, New York credit union. They're expanding into Pennsylvania, New Jersey, other areas. And uh, you know they had the same challenges that a lot of credit unions have. Uh, when you're starting to expand, you're expanding into these areas where you don't have branches, you don't have brand recognition. And so they wanted to see if the Finalytics, uh driven personalization could help with that expansion. Uh, with their customers, uh, members that are in areas like Manhattan, where there's already a relationship, they wanted to see if they could deepen the relationship, uh, grow products per member with them. They also had goals around just engagement. Of you know, they've launched very, I think, industry-leading functionality such as, you know, being able to trade Bitcoin within online banking, or uh, you know, set up personal goals and really advance um, PFM-type tools. Could the personalization drive engagement with those tools? And uh, so we we put the tags on, on the Visions digital channel, and that's from their website, their online banking, uh, everywhere, the product applications. Develop machine learning models based on the, the behaviors that were seen in Visions, and basically let the, the models tell us, like, what should we be pushing to all these these um, visitors in terms of promotions and content and whatnot. And we learned some interesting lessons. You know, as they expanded out into these new geographies where the brand's not well known, I think there's this sort of... Um, marketing instinct that you want to promote the products that are most popular that you convert the best with in those areas what we found what uh, we found with the algorithm was don't promote products at all just simply say we're we can we can um, support anybody in your neighborhoods and call out the specific geographies and so the algorithm is um you know we, we fed it pictures of local downtowns people in all these new areas wow and uh you know it's the the homepage says things like hey, we love Hackensack, New Jersey. <laughs> you, you know, and, and found that the um, people that are exposed to that messaging had a, uh, it was 272% higher conversion rate.
0: And, Unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievable. But it makes sense.
1: Yeah. And it was fun, too. The, the algorithm also found things, uh, I think financial institutions have a hard time knowing when to promote niche products. Uh, you know, like I, I mentioned before, they, you can trade Bitcoin inside of their online banking but that's probably not going to be relevant to more than maybe 20% of the audience tops. You know, and So how do you know how to promote you know, the messaging to those people? And uh, w- essentially the tags would see things like somebody was exchanging money or uh, putting money in or pulling money out of places like Binance or FTX or Kraken and be able to target them and say, okay, this person might be interested in Bitcoin. Uh, you know, and so being able to now take that niche product and promote it to the niche audience that's going to be most interested in it As well as, you know, it's seeing things like um, people are shopping a lot at REI, and so it's promoting ATV loans to those folks, which, you know, you wouldn't normally promote ATV loans to the large audience.
0: Indeed, and it's just really refreshing to hear this sort of approach that it's almost like taking the equation and flipping it on its head and also identifying with things that people are going to emotionally attach to that are meaningful to them. So really hats off to you here. As we wrap up and... This, I hope, is a fun question for you, but I would really just love to open it up to you for a second. If there's something you are looking forward to with Money 2020, or if we came back in a year and had this conversation, what would you expect would be different? But um, this is your chance to uh, pontificate or predict, however you want to take it. Um, Share something that's on your mind right now.
1: Yeah. Certainly, if we talk in a year and two years and three years, what I, what I really hope is that we start to see the financial space adopt personalization in a uh, more and more meaningful year, way every year. And, it, you know, it's, it's not just personalization to say, hey, we can say somebody's name on a website. It's personalization with purpose. You know, right now, when a consumer or a business is looking for a financial product, the most popular place they start is Google. And when they get out onto Google, they now have 10,000 options. You know, the, the days of, well, I've got five, uh, you know, banks, credit unions in my, my neighborhood, and so that's where I'm gonna go, like, that's gone. People have 10,000 options now. Each one of these financial institutions has to find a way to be unique and have a unique offering. And we're big believers that that's personalization. But it's hard to speak, to, it's hard to be personalized when you have, you know, 100,000 different customers. But AI and ML obviously uh, enable that. So I, I certainly hope what we see is adoption I, I hope that we end up three years from now that the financial industry isn 't sort of looked at as somewhat of a boring industry that 's falling behind other industries like e commerce and media streaming and travel in terms of uh, you know having very exciting digital environments. I hope that all of a sudden you know the banking industry the credit union industry picks up this and now that 's an industry that 's known for being technologically forward and known for offering great personalization
0: fantastic and Speaking of personalization, you've been very personable today, and we (laughs) talked about talking a year from now. I hope it's a lot sooner than that. Mark, thank you for being on the podcast today. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. That'd be great. Mark Ryan is the Chief Analytics Officer at Finalytics AI. He's based in the San Francisco area, San Mateo, California. Be sure to look for Mark on LinkedIn. Thanks again for tuning in to Bankadelic live from Money 2020 in Las Vegas. We hope you are enjoying this series of special episodes and encourage you to go over to SoundCloud to check out the entire Bankadelic archive. Thanks again to the William Mills Agency for their generous support. On site production in Las Vegas provided by yours truly and Scott Mills. Special thanks also to Banker Hire and Lemonade LXP. As well as our good friends Dave Wallace and Darmesh, mystery of Dave and Darm demystify. I'm Lou Carloso, and as my good friend and associate Johnny Debig would say, "What happens at Money 2020 in Vegas stays at Money 2020 in Vegas." Capiche? Until next time. So long. Anchadelic is a production of NMD+, Plus, London, Chicago and Austin, Texas.